Oh, okay. <laughs> I forgot we weren't <laughs> recording on the... Oh, you want to talk about your psychic abilities? Oh, uh, yeah. You want to talk a little bit about what just happened? <laughs> so, yeah, I was, just, uh, I was just about to ask Leah to text my boyfriend for me because we're using my phone to record. And he called at the same time. <laughs> so And we were just talking about psychic abilities yeah. earlier when I was saying that you have Mercury conjunct Uranus and Neptune making you super psychic. <laughs> yeah. Are we forgetting about, like... Oh, wait, I forgot the word I was going to use. Kindred spirits. <laughs> How connected some people yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's definitely... Well, I mean... Others. Yeah. Everybody's a little bit psychic when when we actually listen to our intuition. Well, there's also that invisible cord that gets kind of projected into the ones that we just cross paths with. Like, yeah. So the ones that we are more intimate with, they're a little stronger, but yeah, we forget that even the people we like walk down the street, if you're not really protecting your energy, then it's so easy for their energy to latch on without even realizing it. And you're completely depleted at the end of the day. And you're like, but why? Especially so. empaths. Yeah. If you're an empath, you're a psychic sponge. And sometimes you don't know mm. where the feeling comes from. And but energy is being drained. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we'll get to that episode <laughs> on empaths. What are we going to talk about today, guys? We could talk a little bit about astrology. Yes. I think that's a great idea. We just had a major eclipse. Yes. How are you guys feeling? Is someone else Boom. psychic? <laughs> oh, I <said>. Oops. <laughs> so maybe um, we can start uh, by opening the circle. Yeah, we can do Let's that. open the circle. Do you have your sweetgrass? Yeah. Your sage? Actually, I'm going to come over because I don't know if I... Uh, are we going to add anything to the circle? Or do we like it as is? Oh. I mean, it's pretty good the way that we did it last time. No, it's awesome. It's awesome, but if anybody, I don't know about the, you guys, but this light, I don't know if they see You're not vibing with it? I'm not vibing with it. You're not vibing with it? I'm not even Did close. you want me to? Oh, mosquito. Oh, shit, it's true. It's mosquito season. I need to get some uh, lemongrass. I need to plant some lemongrass around here. Lavender, lemongrass. Yeah, apparently it's good against mosquitoes. Yeah, there's all kinds, actually. I don't know if they really, I think you need to have like a, a ton worth on a specific area for it Maybe, to work. but there's lots of space. Just <laughs> fill this entire garden with lemongrass. Yes, you can do that. Let me That'd try to awesome. open the... So should we all your plants? Yeah, is there anything that you wanted to add to the circle? Um, just our spirit guides. Little technical difficulties here. But only because we're holding on to an, an attachment that we don't of, of an outcome oh, yeah, we're, that we don't want to let go. We're definitely of. trying to be too much of a perfectionist <laughs> during Mercury. <laughs> no, well, is it is it it's stationed right now, right? Exactly. It's, it's gonna start. No, Mercury retrograde. Mercury is gonna start stationing tomorrow. No, exactly. Yeah. Wait, what does that mean exactly? Uh, so a lot of times when uh, so Mercury. The, the, the aspect of retrogrades is actually an optical illusion. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of the way that the planets rotate, I don't know all the technical details, no, but okay. because of the way the planets rotate, know. retrogrades appear to us from Earth 
as if the planet is moving backwards when mm -hmm. it's not actually moving backwards. Um, yeah, it's so like that part. But what usually, do you mean by transient? What, what so it takes a while for, for the planet to actually start appearing as if it's going backwards. It's mm -hmm. not instant. It's not like it happens over a day. So before it starts going quote-unquote backwards, it actually stops for a little bit. So it seems oh. as if it's, its rotation is stopping. And then it'll start going backwards. Huh, so when it's stationing, it? it's like it's oh. stopping to get ready to go backwards. So tomorrow, 29th, are we, we're the 28th, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Mercury is going to start to slow down, basically, and station to start going backwards quote-unquote because it's not actually like oh, the so planet is not spinning backwards yeah, around the sun sure. but to us from earth because of the alignment it yeah. appears as though it's going it's backwards. backwards and so, it's good it's in its own sign of gemini yeah so it's gonna be huge this what one's is, so it brings up a one. lot of wait, wait, what is home side of gemini mercury is yeah. ruled by it's gemini so Speaking about, <laughs> speaking about the devil, Mercury retrograde. Goddamn you, Mercury retrograde. We, also, we started very late, so we, we would have gotten a lot of uh, sunlight if... Uh, For those of you wondering, we had one last light just hovering oh. over us and it just You can died. see it on our camera. That you can see it on our YouTube channel. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> 5D goddess transmissions. <laughs> okay, we can just leave it as is for now. Yeah. Oh, you know what we can do? We can bring these a little closer. Yeah. And bring those ones closer to you over here. Do we have, like, bigger cans? Like, just no, fill, fill the entire... No, over there. Like, next to you. Oh, you oh I see what you so mean. Like, like, so illuminating your face. Yes. Both of you. But put it, like, okay. right in the middle. Me too. Uh, maybe we should get another do we we have more candles right I have tons of candles okay. <laughs> you can get one more so we each have a candle that'd okay. be that'd freaking cool okay but what did you mean by it's in something about Gemini something very specific about Gemini it's home sign so Mercury so yeah. Mercury's home sign is Gemini every planet has its own home sign oh my god I'm like super excited now <laughs> we're gonna get to the jizz every single because my goal in this episode is to completely understand and have you guys completely understand what is an astrological chart what does it mean and I mean, we can get to the science of it, but what, right now what we're going to do is first understand what the charts, what the chart implies. So, okay. So Mercury's home sign is Gemini, is what you're saying. Exactly. So for something to be a home sign means that it's ruled by Gemini. And it's stronger in it. So since Mercury uh -huh. is at home in Gemini, when it's retrograde in Gemini, you're going to feel it more. Like how much more? much more it's like moon and moon in cancer because the moon is at home in cancer so when if for example so if for example you are ruled by mercury uh-huh and what does that mean by being ruled by mercury so your chart ruler is uh -huh. say i'm ruled by mercury so i have a virgo rising okay and another mercury is also at home in virgo Really? Why? They have double... I mean, double... Oh, I think Mercury's the only... No, Venus too. So Venus is Horoscope at home in Taurus signs. as well as Libra. Really? 
Yeah. Is this because the different signs, there's like too many signs, so our planet <laughs> had to choose one, basically. Had to choose two, two random planets and it to be like, okay, we'll take two of those. I've often wondered how, like, how this even came about. How did it even, who decided that Venus is uh, at home in Taurus? Do we even know how it started? I have whole no thing? idea, but it's ancient. Either. I know, it's been a while, this, this, this type of, uh, I, I guess some people will call it science, but there's some kings that used to rely on astrology for their. their I lives. believe it. I believe it. If some people relied on gypsies and tarot card readers and all that, yeah, sure, astrology. I mean, th- I mean, there's an art in it for sure. Because the more I went in depth into my chart, the more I was blown away. Every time I would go in depth with it, I am mind blown to a whole other galaxy, dimension, whatever you want to call it, like just out. And whether we want it or not, the planets do affect us, their rotation do affect us, kind of like what we talked about last episode. And I mean, if you have a mass of it, like a mass, huge, something at the size of Jupiter roaming around and shifting even if it's slow move like that mass of matter going through space creates a ripple of some sort it yeah. has to create a ripple and this ripple like our ripples will affect us one way or another yeah as above so below exactly and everything's connected yes and they say the moment that you take your first breath mama mia <laughs> The moment you take your first breath, you've made your imprint on this planet. It doesn't mean that... On the collective conscious? Yeah. Wow. So it doesn't mean that your decisions are based on that. It means that it's your blueprint for life. So just like... Mm. I often think about it as... like uh, They say that personality is set by, by the age of six. Seven. I was is it seven? Yeah. So... I, I kind of see it like that. So just because your personality is set by the age of seven doesn't mean that you don't have choices. For sure. So we, we have choices to navigate through life, but we have kind of like a underlying blueprint on how we go about it. So Hera and I were just talking about this. She's, she has a lot of air. She's, she has a lot of air in her chart. Oh, yeah, I have know. no air in my chart. So she is extremely intellectual. Mm. She uses her her mind very meticulously, and she's very free flowy. Yeah, very exactly. like easy breezy beautiful yes. cover girl. Yes. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. I don't know. If That's perfect. I'm just gonna. Okay, so. Basically, Mercury's housed so by those, Gemini. Uh, who don't see the video, we're actually trying to figure out how to get lights. A little more light okay. into I like this. into um, our faces, no, into the camera. So our YouTube channel, <laughs> wink wink, <laughs> is set up for success. <laughs> because all of you listening will go and what follow us doing? right now, right? <laughs> Amazing. You just like brought out three random lights. Oh wow, that's perfect. 
all because we absolutely did not want to use the balcony light. <laughs> this is what this is all. <laughs> this is what <laughs> what the chaos balcony, is about. The balcony light is our OCD is a mood killer. Our OCD was like, nah, ain't having it. Let's figure something else out. Oh. And now she's adjusting it with our camera. Yeah, is that better? Ooh. Yeah. You may continue. <laughs> and one more time, all will be on the YouTube channel. 5D Goddess Transmissions. Woo yeah. Okay, so we're talking about Mercury. It's housed by Gemini, meaning it's ruled by Gemini, meaning it has the most influence by Gemini. Is it Mercury that influences Gemini? Vice versa, or both just influence each other? So, Gemini is like, um, it's, it's a kind of like a portion of the sky. And Gemini is passing through it. It, it, the Mercury is passing through the constellation, constellation. of Gemini. And when it does that, it's stronger. Like what is stronger? The effects? The effects of Mercury, which has to do with communication, that has to do with your mind, that has to do with how you communicate, how you think. Uh, so when Mercury retrograde has a really bad rap, like it... I know, we hear it all the time. Oh, all the time. Yeah. Blame everything Mercury's on Mercury in Gatorade. <laughs> In Gatorade, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some people uh, use that as a like it's a funny play on words. I don't understand. Like retrograde Gatorade. Um... <laughs> it's a, like a little bit of a pun. <laughs> okay, we'll get to that. Let's open the circle and then okay. let's dive deep. Let's dive deep. So, I agree with her. Let's invite some guides. So as we open it, we can just include. All of our beautiful YouTube viewers will see your back <laughs> as we open the circle. Uh, my beautiful butt. Yeah. <laughs> I've been working hard on those squats. <laughs> so, okay, we can just add the guides. Oh, yeah, so it was this one. It was... Okay, here we go. Allowing only yeah. the highest. Then. So you start it. Like... Let's add the guides, though. You'll add the guides. The guides? Yeah. We'll just add the guides, so... Before you say where we learn and grow. With the guides. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. Let's start this channel. Let's start the podcast. <laughs> we open up the circle with pure love, allowing only the highest frequencies to enter where we learn and grow with the guides. Recognizing we all have something to offer each other. Ooh. And we have a little offering bowl here for the guides. So let's, um, usually if you open up the circle, it's good to welcome the guides with a little offering. So we could give a little pastry to the guides. We got nicotine. It's fancy and shit. And then we better appreciate it. We cheers. <laughs> Look each other in the eyeballs. Oh, yes, very important. <laughs> cheers to the guides. Cheers to the guides, the guardians of the galaxies, Gods and saints of all religions. And then you pour a little bit into the Should libation, the libation bowl. 
I know you're not gonna drink yours, so <laughs> you could just pour it all in there. <laughs> and we have a whole bottle in case we need more. And <laughs> if anybody wants water, I'll get you water. Well, I already, <laughs> I've already watered Leah when we were trying to set up the table. Yeah, she I did. poured water all over. <laughs> okay, so astrological charts. So to start, if you guys have never seen an astrological chart, I would definitely recommend that you Google it. And you will see, and there's many different charts from what I understand. Like there's different types of astrology. There's like someone was talking about an, a tropical astrology. Uh, sidereal. Yes, sidereal. There's also a Mayan. Is it possible? Mm-hmm. Something like that. I'm not lunar. And the one that the most, the most uh, common would be the tropical. Mm-hmm. From yeah. what I And why is it tropical? Why do they call it, consider it tropical? Let's start with that. I've actually never thought about that. Why is it called tropical? So I'm chewing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you keep chewing. <laughs> Meanwhile, so in the, the chart is usually 12 houses. So you have a circle. It has 12 parts in it. And as I'm telling you what I understand of it, we have two specialists here. They're going to be going into detail. So 12, 12 little sections, which they call houses. And every house has a particular characteristics. And then you have the planets surrounding all those. So this is basically representing our solar system, is what I understand. And the different horoscopes. Yeah, it's the constellations that are around, like, so our... all the constellations that somebody has deemed, like, your Gemini, your yeah. Scorpio. During Roman times, I think, they designated. Oh, really? Okay. Um, sidereal also uses the same system. I think the only difference between sidereal and tropical is that... Tropical always starts at the spring equinox. Okay. So at the beginning of spring equinox, that's always zero degrees Aries. So no matter how the procession of the equinoxes happens, again, I don't know all the technical terms, Mm -hmm. but sometimes like the sidereal doesn't match up with the tropical all times, but sometimes it does. So because the sidereal uses a different type of system, they don't calculate the beginning of Aries at the 21st of March every year, whereas the tropical one does. So the tropical is like, okay, 21st of March is the beginning of spring equinox, so that's the zero degrees Aries. So it's like standardized. Yeah, whereas sidereal kind of like moves around with the actual constellations, mm. and okay, it's uh, it has something to do with like the... The pivot of the Earth yeah. and everything. Yeah. Okay, so then we have the we have the constellations, which is all the horoscopes, and then we have the planets. And every single, uh, most of you probably know, the horoscopes already have like particular characteristics. And then you have the planets that have particular characteristics. And these are all um, these all came about again from ancient times. People have, for whatever reason, and they all have pretty much common ground when it comes to descriptions of every planet from what i understand they all have like every single one has like a particular like a, like it still has they still coincide within each other in terms of description wise so i always found that pretty cool and then then you have the ascending you have your moon sign and you have your sun sign so most of you probably know your sun sign but then depending on the time of birth and depending on the place of birth the constellation like if you take a snapshot 
of the sky at the exact place that you were born at the exact time then you'll have like an accurate kind of description of what your chart is where all the planets were yeah. and so the sun itself is gonna take a like however throughout the month so most months like the constellations the sun will go for example right now it's in gemini it went into gemini around the 20 20th 21st of of may and then on the 20th 21st of june cancer is gonna start so that's how long it takes the sun to travel through each constellation mm. but when you're calculating your birth chart the reason it's important to know the time of birth is because it's gonna be the constellation that's rising on the horizon of the earth oh. as you're getting born so that's the ascendant so the ascendant yes is the constellation that's like aligned with so that's the why they horizon call it rising. yeah mm -hmm. so the sun itself is gonna be in a certain constellation that it's traveling very slowly but because our earth rotates a lot faster your ascendant sign from it changes hourly almost um, so the I think the shortest ascendant span is Aquarius if I'm not mistaken and then the longest is like Cancer and Leo I believe that like the the constellation at the horizon stays the, the longest. longest throughout the day but it's only by like an hour extra I did not know so that. throughout the entire day the constellations at the horizon change so every hour the horizon goes through a different con almost every hour the okay. horizon goes through a different con or like every two hours except for Taurus uh, so Aquarius I think is like the shortest time that it takes okay. like the it takes a because it's an early usually earlier in the morning I believe I'd have to look at yeah, yeah, yeah. all the details but uh, for the horizon to go I think Aquarius constellation is like a very short and like the Leo constellation is like and the cancer constellation i think is more spanned out okay. so the, it takes longer for the horizon to go through mm. certain constellations than other constellations right. so that's why like somebody who's born like even half an hour before you uh -huh. will have a will might have a different rising sign than you oh my god i just got chills i just had like a 3d version <laughs> of the day i was born with like the the sky above me yeah and, like, and, like and that's why I really like doing circular charts. A lot of people use, what's that app that everybody's been using recently? CoStar? CoStar, yeah. Everybody uses CoStar and it's just like a table of uh, data. I prefer using the circular chart. So if you go on astro.com, yeah, you, you can actually get this. Awesome. And if you really dive deep into the types of charts that you can get, you can actually see the constellations aligned with your oh, wow. planets. And that's it? what I was talking in the previous episode. There's actually other constellations that you see that they're they're aligned with your planets too, but they're like slightly below the horizon and they never really show up on the horizon. Okay. So we don't consider them, but they're actually still very close. Like Cetus, I think, is okay, the, the whale constellation. You're talking about, yeah, the constellations that and a are not a in the, the mainstream. Yeah, the one that's called like, the mainstream every, media. Where NASA <laughs> was confusing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like NASA was confusing everybody. Like, oh, there's actually 13 signs. Your mm. astrological sign changed. No, it didn't change. Like, a fucus has always been there as a constellation. It's just, mm. it's not really considered because it d never rises above the horizon. Mm. I think that's the reason. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah. But we'll get in more depth <laughs> for that. I have a couple of friends that 
know more than just one chart and I know how to actually read and everything and we will have them on here so we're gonna go in depth and all the little all the little like details that we're not too sure of we'll get nitty-gritty yeah <laughs> all the like nitty-gritty scientific and so much like it's so fast right yeah the information okay so we have we have basically the sections which are the houses we have the planets we have the and the houses are determined by your rising sign because really? your rising sign will be your first house oh wow yeah so this is how important it is to know your your time of birth but if somebody doesn't know it is there a way to it's gonna be a little harder for you to decipher your chart so you'll always know where your moon potentially is okay um so usually the moon yeah, takes the moon about is easy it takes about a day and a half two days yeah sometimes two days and a half to go through each constellation so you can kind of guess the moon but there are certain days where the moon is going to be in a different sign in the morning and then in the afternoon it's going to be in the next sign okay so if you don't know your time of birth you might not always necessarily know what your moon is but for other planets that take a lot longer to go through the constellations like venus mars mercury you'll always know okay. so you'll like if you know your actual date mm -hmm. but not the time you'll still know like your venus sign your too. mars sign yeah your, well, you don't need the place. Uh, the place only changes the rising again because oh, okay. of the time zones. So, like, let's say somebody who's born in Germany at 3 o'clock and somebody who's born in Canada at whatever the... F it's like a five-hour time difference, I think. Germany, I think, six. Maybe. It might be six. So, like, let's say somebody's there. born in Germany at 3 a.m. on one date and the per another person was born in North America the, the day before, but, like, at midnight or something like that. Okay. Or however much, like, six-hour differences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll, They'll have, have the same, same rising, be but they're born on different hours. It's just that because of the time zones, they'll yeah. technically, yeah. Be rising at the same time. Yeah. In the same constellation. Yeah. And knowing so, that time of so birth cool. is very important for predictive astrology. Yeah, if you want to really want to go in depth. Yeah, to know which area of your life is actually being affected by, yeah. say, an eclipse that we just had. You, you'd want to know where it is in your chart to know where that's going to affect you. Yeah. Uh -huh. And it's very accurate. Trust because it me. determines the houses. So yeah. the houses are areas of your life. Mm. So like the first house is your personality, the, your appearance, the way that people... It's a mask, basically, that people see okay. when they first encounter you. And all the other houses are other parts of your life. Okay. So And for example, the 10th house is the career house. Mm -hmm. And... The career house is like the one that we strive for. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's a little important to know. Uh, okay, so let's get into the houses right away. So the first one you said it was the, the first one. Okay, say again the first one. First one is the house of self. Okay, the first it's one your is your identity. House. Okay, the mask that is it like all the labels that everybody has set out to no it's us, more or? it's more like the the facade that you've created oh, for okay. yourself kind of that you create throughout the years like as you grow um and it's also your your physical appearance so a lot of a lot of astrologists like it could be kind of like a biased thing so not everybody likes to use it okay. but some astrologists will actually predict like physical appearance based okay. on the rising sign um, I can pick out an Aries rising from a mile away. <laughs> They're really? very easy to, to pick. Were you, pick were you able to pick out me? Yes. <laughs> really? Aries <laughs> rising uh, and Virgo risings. 
and Leo this is why. Give me an example. Yeah, Leo Risings actually. Leo Risings are very easy to pick out okay, because they why. walk in to because Leo is ruled by the sun. Uh-huh. So if you think about what the sun is, they shine. So if a Leo, when you first meet a meet a Leo Rising, they're magnetic. They light up a room as soon as you meet them. They're just like full of energy and love and and this is the leo rising leo risings are very easy to pick out they're usually very magnetic and and they have really nice long hair usually (laughs) because they're ruled by the lion so Um, they have like nice long manes lionesses yeah for sure okay okay i see where you're going (laughs) (laughs) okay so first house is ruled by the self so second house is ruled by second house is your values so it kind of goes together with psychologic uh, um, like uh, developmental stages of your life oh really um so oh, the first cool. the first house is yourself it's like the infant the eye the, um, the, the baby that's crying for for its basic needs mm-hmm. um, and then the second house is your values so it's usually ruled by so the first house is ruled by Aries it's ruled by Mars and then the second house, your values, you start learning from your parents. Like your parents start like saying no to certain things, yes to other things. Um, you start touching things, you start feeling different textures, you start hearing different sounds, <laughs> <laughs> you start tasting different tastes. So it's very, uh, it's very tactile. It's very it's like like the circle chakra. So you have the base chakra. Yeah, exactly. So you can see the first house has like the root chakra. And again, it it all ties in together. Like the the developmental, psychological aspects, like uh, for example, Erickson's stages of psychological Mm. development, they tie in with the different aspects of astrology because as you're going through the houses, you learn different values from the houses. So the second house is really like possessions and physical things and things that you like things that you know belong to you or you know don't belong to you traditionally it's also mainly about money yeah people look to that house because it's a physical Uh, so not only that more than the first house yeah more than the first house because the first house is all about just you like me it's just me and my yeah, it's more like about appearance. It's more about um, just existence. It's and second house is what you have. Yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah, see. first house is what you are. Second house is what you have. Okay. And third house? It's start, when you start communicating with other children, Gemini. So it's third house is ruled by Gemini. It's ruled by Should Mercury. Should start like, with the horoscope first? before. But they all tie in together. Yeah, because the so let's go if you're going through the horoscope aries aries is the beginning it's okay. zero degrees aries that's when the spring equinox starts uh-huh. that's the first house and this is why the pompous and just like i am number one <laughs> yeah if you know aries they really <laughs> they're really good bosses <laughs> yeah they yeah, like to they're very like sure of themselves they're passionate they're ruled by fire yeah they're very passionate yeah they're, right? passionate. The yeah, they're ruled by mars and yeah. mars which yeah. is like the the war yeah. planets, but we'll get to that. And then okay. the second house is ruled by Taurus. So Taurus has two rulers. Some people say that Taurus is ruled by Venus. Some people say that Taurus is ruled by the planet Earth. That's what she was saying. Or do you have, or some people say they're yeah. ruled by both. So yeah. Venus, yeah. Venus and Earth. Um, so it's like very tactile, very more like romantic and 
a lot like possessive not not necessarily possessive like in, in a bad way but just you know it's, it's possessions it's things that you own things that you can physically feel yeah. and touch and it's not necessarily in a bad way but just yeah. like this sensuality it's like, about yeah. life and yes love exactly sensuality and... is probably the the best word and it was use. you said it was venus and what and earth and earth yeah, yeah. Earth. the earth is all about the material aspect the mm-hmm. matter of everything and then we have venus which is exactly that it's like not only well, not only love for others but self-love too and taking care of yourself and just this exactly sensual yeah. way okay and, the and then the third house, house is gemini, gemini. Okay. so the next constellation the next zodiac gemini is ruled by mercury mercury is the god of communication it's bringing information to other people it's starting to like interact with peers starting to like kindergarten like you're starting to interact mm. with uh, like other children you're learning other how teens. to you're learning a bunch of new words um yeah getting facts from different places because virgo is also ruled by mercury but they're very different gemini is very just getting knowledge from all over the place Virgo is like towards the end of elementary, like going into high school, kind of. If you kind know of a type Gemini. Of, of communication, you mean? If you go, like, if you're going by the developmental stages of your life, uh-huh. and Aries is like the infant who is just like needs, wants, hunger. Yeah. And then Taurus is like physical things and senses and, and senses. And then, so Gemini is like the kindergarten. Then cancer is like all about family, learning about like your That's cousins house, and like learning about, about grandmother and that, you know, like there's, there's different hierarchy Teens. within the family and mm. different needs within the family. And then Leo would be like, oh, you're in school, you're kind of just like playing and like you're learning a bunch of new things and then Virgo is like towards the end of elementary school like starting high school because you're starting to like be more not necessarily bookish but like you're learning yeah you're you're learning that like you have to be organized in order to like you get all that jazz but now it's time to get serious yeah thing like let's let's start like organizing moving forward and yeah let's start becoming mini adults type of thing so that's house six so let's go back to house five which is ruled by well, house four four yeah, was so cancer cancer is the, uh, house four yeah yeah so, so it's the family yeah. the hierarchy of the family the different needs within your circle your immediate like family circle so five is vir- vir- five vir- is fun <laughs> Okay, yes. And Five is Leo. Creativity. It's Leo. There we yeah. go. Le- oh, creativity. Yeah. Yes. I, had of, I, had, yes, I had a lot of Leo friends. And like when you're in school, <laughs> when you're in school, you have like certain certain friends that tell you that you're good at something that you might not have known that you're good at. Like sometimes as you're a kid, you're growing up, you just do things like naturally. and But then you don't realize that your fun is in a certain area until you realize that you're when you're doing things in school you don't like certain things like you're you don't find some things fun and other things are fun so it's like a yeah so it's like a process of getting to know your creative side yes yeah and just testing the waters basically yeah. and then okay and that's and house five is all about that like when yeah. we go back house to the five houses. is the house of fun and the house of children of children good yes house. so yeah if you want to <laughs> if really you want to look at like what your potential children will be like 
or Luke what Luke. potentially like how your your up um what's it called your offspring uh-huh. so yeah like if you're trying to do definitive astrology and like uh-huh. if you're trying to do predictive, predictive astrology yeah. to see like oh how many kids am i gonna have how are my kids gonna be how am i gonna treat my kids looking at the fifth house is a good way of seeing how your offspring and how your um relationship with your offspring is gonna be so depending on what horoscope is there will determine yeah. the relationship you'll have with your offspring and how type. many potentially you'll have so like how if you have work? a bunch of planets that are in oh, your fifth yeah. yeah so like if you have like <laughs> venus and mercury in your fifth house in like cancer or something then like you're probably gonna have a lot of kids because like in v- cancer venus or in well cancer oh, okay, cancer is like a, a family oriented okay, sign so if it's on the cusp then because and if you have Capricorn, for example, on the fifth house cusp, ruled by Saturn, it's delays. Yeah. So a lot of people who have Cap- Capricorn in their fifth house, they usually have kids later, later. in life. Yeah. Yeah. And that's you? Yeah, I have that. Oh, that makes I'm, so much sense. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I have Mars there too, which is a malefic squaring uh, yeah so some people use like benefic and malefic aspects to certain planets so for example like saturn saturn is like you know it's like a very it's a hard planet that gives you like a lot of hard lessons in life like saturn return is Mm. usually like a a difficult part time of your life so mars and saturn are and pluto are considered malefic planets okay i don't necessarily like to use like the the polarity the, the polarity of good and bad but they're usually harder lessons to learn. Okay. You love Saturn. Where I love, yeah, you but love that's, that's because I have so many. I have a Capricorn stelliums. I have a lot of planets in Capricorn. So for me, like, those hard lessons in life are kind of like, they're almost... Delicious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're savoring because, you know, it's like big impacts and big changes and big lessons that you can just like... Ah. Yeah. And then Venus and Mercury are considered benefics because okay. they're communication, Keep they're things up. that you like. And for example, uh, one of the good ways to see if somebody has like siblings or if they have good relationships with their siblings, you'll look at the third house because the third house is Gemini communication. Mm. And the third house can also help you because it's the early stages of life. It'll help you see if they have like relationships with their siblings. So if somebody has like a Venus or a Mercury in their third house, a lot of the times they have siblings. They'll have like a brother or a sister. Hmm. If they have a... a Venus or a Mercury in their third house. Huh. And they would also be very communicative. Yeah. Mercury ruling. And that's if you have good relationships. Uh, for Well, for whether it's good relationships or not, you can look at squares to the planets. So like if there's a... Like let's say if there's a big square from like Saturn to like a Venus and a third house, then that probably means that like your relationship with your sister is not good or like okay. that you're, it's, it's a big struggle growing up or something like that. Mm. Cause Saturn is a malefic mm-hmm. and if it's squaring a Venus and a third and house. Mercury and Venus is a benefic. Yeah. It's basically, they just have more flowy, positive vibes to them, I guess, than the, big transformative ones. Yeah. Pluto, Pluto. So you have transformative, transformative planets and you have like what would be more easygoing planets, I guess. Easy flowing. So yeah. transformative or flow. Like Jupiter is a beautiful transit. Jupiter expands. So whatever Jupiter touches, it gives blessings. 
So say if Jupiter is transiting uh, a personal planet, there's a lot of expansion, a lot of luck, a lot of growth. And personal Pluto. planets are personal planets are the internal planets. So like Sun, Moon, Venus, Mercury, Mars. Those are like the more the closer planets. So they're the personal planets because they're they're closer to us. Okay. Quote unquote. So the further ones are more expensive. So they're yeah, more the yeah, the further ones going. are generational. So because they move a lot slower, uh-huh. for example, like Jupiter, it takes Jupiter twelve years to go around the sun. Well. So it goes through constellations more slowly than other planets. That's why the moon, like the moon, goes through a constellation. It takes about a day, mm. a day and a half, sometimes two, 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 three days. So the sun goes a, 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 through each constellation every month. The moon goes through each constellation every one or two days. Mars takes about two years to go around. So mm-hmm. Mars is a lot slower than the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jupiter. Then the sun, you mean? Yeah, because the sun takes about a month to go through each constellation. Oh, so okay. it'll go like Aries to Taurus. Yeah. To, it takes about a month. So Taurus to Gemini takes about another month. Mars is... Like so, Mars also because of the retrogrades and the way that we perceive planets from our Earth. Uh huh. Sometimes it'll look as if Mars is yeah, it's like a visual illusion. It'll look like Mars is moving faster. Oh really? So sometimes like, it's it's not actually moving faster around the sun, (laughs) but because of the optical illusion, it is going backwards. So let's say. Uh, like that's what retrogrades are is it's going back into another constellation so it's kind of like making you go over the lessons oh. of that constellation so yeah you can uh, you can always as- associate it to like lessons like all the planets are teaching us different things like how life is a big long lesson yeah <laughs> and pluto transits are the most transformational yeah, and Pluto very, takes the longest. So whatever Pluto touches on, if it transits any personal planet, you can be rest assured there's going to be transformation for sure. Oh. Yeah. And yeah. you can always prepare yourself, right, for these kinds of transformations if uh, you do the work and if you're grounded enough and if you're just aware. It's all about awareness and presence, right, yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Because all these planets could affect you in a... They can affect you. They cannot affect you. If, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're not paying attention to your problems, they're not gonna, they're not gonna affect you. And the same thing with planets. Same thing with everything that is around us. They're gonna affect you once you start paying attention to them and being more aware. And that's the fun part because it could, it could, depending on your state of mind, like everything in life, you can use it as a force to be re- like you can use it as a force to propel you or it could be used or you can see it as oh my god why do i have pluto and this and why do i have that and this and you can use it to limit yourself exactly that's the word you got it so it's 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 at the end of the day and that's the beauty about any kind of ritual and magic it's it's your intention behind it and yeah. your mindset behind it it's this are you going to use it to grow, enhance, evolve, propel you? Or are you going to use it to limit yourself and stay in your comfort zone? And, you know. There's no comfort zone with Pluto. Pluto <laughs> trust me, there's no... Yeah, as a, want... as a tri- triple Scorpio, you have, you have <laughs> oh Venus, you have Venus no Mercury. Because Scorpio, Scorpio is ruled <laughs> by Pluto. 
So you have Venus, Mercury, and your sun, I think. You have three planets. I have Venus and, Venus and Mercury, I, I think. I think Mercury also. And your sun and, I and think Scorpio. Pluto, too. I know I have a bunch. I oh, yeah, you, you are, might. You might have Pluto and Scorpio because Pluto. you're. Yeah. Because I know you guys are freaking out at a point. <laughs> but but the, it's the Pluto transits. Yeah. Not necessarily just. I mean, there's so many Scorpios I know that. So give me an example of Pluto transit. I just had one. So explain. Pluto transit. I actually was, I was talking to Hera about a couple. (laughs) As we're talking about death and rebirth, (laughs) someone's just lighting fireworks. (laughs) Yeah, so it it transferred my fifth house over my Mars. And Mars is your drive. So the Pluto went transited through your fifth house, which is your baby-making house. But also, my natal Mars is squaring Pluto. So I just not only had Pluto transiting my Mars, it also squared my natal Pluto. And when I saw this a couple of years ago, I saw this exact transit. I had no idea what was going to happen, and there was a huge upheaval. My life changed drastically during this thing so that's what i mean about pluto transits you can't just it's karmic it's yeah there's usually very big shifts in your big life shifts. that happen so whenever like time whenever pluto is so like your natal chart is kind of like a map of yeah. how the sky was when you're born and then like throughout your life all the planets are constantly going through all those placements again it's just like some planets go through it a lot faster so the sun goes around your entire chart every year mm-hmm. mars goes around your entire chart every, every two, two years. years jupiter goes around your entire chart every 12 years saturn is every 28 around like 28 29 depending on how many retrogrades are happening <laughs> um and pluto takes 140 something it takes a long time. so uh m- most people don't what uh, most people actually years. don't years years yeah yeah pluto pl- pluto takes a lot longer to go yeah, around sure. our sun it's like super rare so to have most yeah, well it's, it's rare it's to have a transit just that most people will oh. never ne- most people will never live through an entire pluto revolution around their entire chart are we going through that right now like well, you're constantly going through it <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what happens is <laughs> what like that mean? so when you're when you're born, Pluto is in a, a certain area of your chart, and it takes a really long time for it to move. Uh-huh. So most most time, the transformational, the biggest transformations of your life will happen when Pluto is squaring. So it it all goes by quarters. So a square is like a quarter of your chart. Then an opposition is half of your chart, and then it goes back to another square. Okay. And then it goes back to being conjunct. So each planet does this. Like each planet take like it, if you're going by like the the timing of how the chart is set up. Uh-huh. Those are the biggest like changes that you can look out for is when planets are squaring certain natal planets. So you're always looking at your chart as like a map and then the planets that are moving you'll have to see like where they're positioned during that transition so if they're positioned opposing like let's say you have a sun and your moon in a certain area of your chart Mm -hmm. and then pluto is opposing Mm -hmm. those planets then it's most likely you're gonna have a very big transformational 
part of your life happen to you during that time. And if it's squaring? It, it squares also. Pretty so yeah, squares, squares and oppositions are usually like harder lessons to learn. Okay. Um, and and, conjunctions. Mean, and conjunctions, conjunctions can be hard lessons to learn too. Okay. With Pluto, for but sure. if anywhere in between, that doesn't matter. Uh, so in between, you'll also have uh, trines and sextiles, which are seen as like more, again, more benefic in a way. Like trines and sextiles are supposed to help you. They're easier. So they're, they're flowy. Yeah. Okay. But it's not considered like. So the thing that's considered as a transit is mostly the conjunctions. They're all the transits. Squares. So like okay. all the all the angles that planets like a tr- tra- transits is just like what how it's revolving constantly. Yeah. Okay. So planets are always in transit. Okay. And then certain degrees that the planet will make to your natal planet is uh-huh. called like either a, a square, an opposition, a trine. So for example. Somebody who's, like, let's say Venus is trining your son, you might, like, meet a new romantic partner. Because it's Venus who's trining your identity. Like, the sun is usually a planet that shows your identity. So if Venus, the planet of, like, luxury and... um, What's the word you used earlier? Um, Not satisfaction. Sensual. Sensual, yeah. yeah. If Venus, the planet of sensuality, is trining your sun then it might be a moment where like you're feeling more romantic, you might meet a romantic interest. That's why you wanted to get to the chart of my lover boy. Yes! <laughs> I, I still want to do your... I know, I still want to I do really want to do I'm your compatibility. After this conversation, I'm thinking, I'm like, what? I'm gonna think I'm gonna bring out charts of all my family, my familia, and just like, okay. When I, I first... I think I might actually understand what's going on. Yeah, when I first... Uh, I was blown away the first time I heard about astrology. And yeah, when you start digging into it. Yeah, when you get into it, you realize how accurate it really is. It's insane. How powerful. Uh, the powerful eclipse that happened. It can be, yeah, sure. It's it's insane. It's insane. How and for accurate you, it's been it pretty accurate. Yeah, because uh, the eclipses that happened in December happened in my fourth house of home. Okay. I'm no longer living where I did before. Wow. Eclipses, kind of like Pluto, are karmic. So you can't. You can't deny there's going to be some kind of change, especially if it happens in an angle. So the most important houses are like the first, the fourth, the tenth, the the seventh, and the tenth. So if it happens, if the eclipses happen in any of those angles, and why are those the most important? They're very, they're foundational. So the fourth house of home, the first house of self, self, seventh house of other, tenth house of career fifth house i mean it's important having fun is important but you know it's not it's essential super important. absolutely i get it though yeah i, I understand they're foundational yeah these foundations are usually the ones that rattle the most yeah and when you said it's squaring um your natal do you mean like the sun sign yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> just chewing on the nicotine you like it Tell us how much you like it. I'm eating with the guardians. Yes. <laughs> and the guides. And okay, so we just went through my god, I think we're gonna have to do this in two parts because this is gonna be a, a long episode. It's only been twenty <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I'm looking at this upside down, I'm like, it's only been twenty five minutes, but it's actually been fifty three. 
Okay. Yeah. We'll get, we can finish up the the charts and then we can dig in deeper. Yeah. So we got episode. to fourth house, fifth house of fun. Fifth. We're sixth at the house. Sixth. Yeah, Virgo. So the sixth house is ruled by Virgo, and the sixth house is like... <laughs> I love how your voice changed. <laughs> I have a lot of planets in my sixth house. Okay. And sixth house is daily tasks, mundane things that <laughs> you have... It's service. It's service. It's things that you have to do, like, you know, cleaning the house and going to work. And it's it's not, like, career. It's more just, like... like tasks like it's it's jobs that you, you just you have no choice but like if your yard has a bunch of leaves you have to rake the leaves if your kitchen is dirty you have to clean your kitchen um it's just like the yeah the mundane the routine routines. like the yeah. important stuff that keeps everything standing. it's also health it's like the, the so health uh, you can health yeah. is reflected in the sixth house um health um just a lot of like very human things day-to-day things yeah that's the thing because if you don't if you stop there's a lot of things if it's like if you stop a certain day-to-day things then things just start crumbling like if you don't maintain your house it's gonna start getting holes in it and the same thing with like the only thing I think of right now is houses but if, if, if you you're hi? not washing your floor every day well it's gonna get dirty and it's gonna be filthy and, and my cat that might is... have health issues oh yeah. and actually pets oh, oh my really? god that's crazy <laughs> Saturn is here my cat is six houses yeah six houses pets and like oh, animals really? yeah hi Saturn so um because it's service in a way like when you have a pet you know when you have a pet you have to take oh. care of the pet you have to feed it every day you have to take your dog for a walk you have to take them to the vet, and you have to... It's so cute. <laughs> like, he's actually... Like, remember me? Yeah. You guys are talking about my house. Oh, yeah. Hi, I just don't want his uh, tail to catch fire with yeah. uh, candles. <laughs> That's what we're here All those service. crazy videos of people that you see there. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Too many videos out there right now. See, it's what I meant oh. earlier. He's so cute sometimes. Just sometimes? <laughs> He's a little oh, when, when he's hungry, he turns into the cutest little. <laughs> I'm sure he does. <laughs> you wanna you wanna purr into the microphone? Here. Can you hear him purring? That's awesome. <laughs> Join the podcast. Our oh. our sixth house guest. Yes. <laughs> Okay, oh, watch it. Yeah, let's uh, just bring this over here. He's no fear. Nope. Oh, he has his eye on the prize, and that's uh, loving and, and food. No, and it's, food? it's food. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's food. Okay, um, so it's ruled by Virgo. So that's why Virgos are more tendencies of being just. And that's more... when, like, you know, you start being like, oh, I, I have to do my homework because if I don't yeah. do my homework, I'm not gonna be doing well in high school. And fun mm. is over. Now you have to start working. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like a lot of teenagers, a lot of teenagers realize that like they they need to get a job if they want to get certain things because mm. their parents are not just gonna pay for everything. So. It's like the, you know, the real stuff that you have to start doing as a like human. As a human adult. Yes. The reality hits. Yeah. And smacks your face. Yeah. This is like, oh, this is like. And I have a lot of planets <laughs> in my sixth house. Really? I have 
you who doesn't like to do the mundane. And that's those are all the lessons basically that I have oh. to learn. So I I hate cleaning. <laughs> I, I I I I prefer to you know I prefer to work hard and just like pay Use your brain, <laughs> pay someone else to clean because I it 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 actually gives me anxiety. So I I think it stems from the fact that whenever I tried cleaning, uh, like if it if it's it if it wasn't done properly, mm-hmm. then you know my parents would would like do it over again and like make a point of the fact that I like that I I didn't so clean well enough so <laughs> so just you do it alright so that's why I yeah I'm I'm very um, and you see you have a lot of I, I mean I don't mind like when when I used to work at like Tim Hortons and Harvey's like I used to clean the bathrooms of the restaurants and clean the playpens of like the kids who would run around and <coughs> make a mess and stuff so I, yes, it's you. it's not necessarily that. <laughs> I I don't want to clean. Like I'll clean if I see it, like if I need to, but mm-hmm. I would rather go around it and those are the lessons that I'm learning in my life because I have Mercury, Uranus oh, like and Neptune both. all conjunct. <laughs> Saturn. And yeah, all Mercury, Uranus and Neptune conjunct okay. in Capricorn in my 6th house. So Capricorn is like it's uh it's ruled by saturn but um uh, that's why i actually named my cat saturn is because i also have saturn in capricorn in my sixth house as on top of those three planets that are conjunct well and i have see why you don't like cleaning and i have my north node conjunct saturn in capricorn in the sixth house. Capricorn is so, your sixth house plus. Yeah. That's yeah. why. So like my, my usually Capricorn is like the hardest lessons kind of. Okay. So my hardest lessons are the mundane yes. things of life. Health, um, pets. So I never thought about that before. That makes so much sense. Yeah. And uh, why you can see health in the sixth house? Because I have a lot of planets like Saturn. Saturn is considered a malefic planet. So usually if you have Saturn in the sixth house, that could mean that you have health problems. And as a kid, I was constantly in and out of hospitals. I was always sick. The doctors didn't know what I had. They would give me a bunch of vaccines just to try to counteract whatever it was that I was dealing with. And it, like, it never really helped. I had adverse reactions and stuff like that. So I, I had health problems like throughout my entire childhood. I have Saturn in the sixth house of health and Saturn is a malefic. And it's conjunct my north node too, so it's like a very north node usually represents like your karma that you're going towards, that you're trying to clear your past karma by going towards your future karma. Mm-hmm. So the north node is like the lessons that you have to learn. So for me, the lessons that I have to learn is to be diligent in my health, to be diligent in my day to day tasks, <laughs> <laughs> be a little more organized. Yeah. And that's why the anxiety too, because it's probably yep. a lesson that you have learned yep. and everything. Oh, interesting. Because like a lot of my planets are just clustered there. The stellium is they call it stellium. I have a huge stellium in Capricorn in the sixth house of mundane daily things. Activities and health. <laughs> Your Mercury's there, right? Yep, Mercury, Uranus, Neptune, Saturn, and North Node. Wow. Yeah, we'll get to the planets. Yeah, I think we'll do a two-part episode. Yeah. Do the planets on the second episode. Okay, so we got sixth house done. Let's go to seventh house. Seventh house is relationships, but not just romantic relationships. It's one-on-one 
other family members, yeah, uh, like uh, boss, uh, coworkers, friends, people that you spend a lot of time with. It's one on one, like more deeper, meaningful. Traditionally, marriage. Yeah. So if you're looking, if somebody's more prone to getting married or not, then you have to look at the seventh house. Someone who believes in marriage, basically. Yeah. Um, not necessarily believes, but more just like if they're gonna end up. Actually, really, it has nothing to do with like believing in traditions. Is it like, is the house of traditions or? Mm, the second house is more the house of traditions. Okay. So like your values that are instilled by your family. Your values that are instilled by your family will be in the second house. Um, the seventh house is more how you view relationships. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. The seventh house is also what you look for in a relationship. Yeah. So, huh. what you what you appreciate in other people. Okay. So, I love Pisces because my seventh house is Pisces. Really? So I look for in my partnerships. Piscean themes. Okay. So, Which is everything that has to do with yeah, everything that has to do with Neptune. Mysterious, dreamy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And the seventh house is ruled by which? The seventh house is ruled by Libra. Libra. Yes. Yeah. So after Virgo, it's Libra. So it's ruled by Venus again. Yeah. Um, for example, like for me, my seventh house is in Aquarius, and. That's why, like, I I'm very detached with most of my relationships. Like, I don't hold the people close to me responsible for, for like my happiness because I have Aquarius. Aquarius is very detached, but it's also very humanitarian. So I'm I'm there to help, but I need a lot of space. Mm. And I have my son in my seventh house as well, so like my identity. And most of my relationships have been long-term relationships. So even though I need a lot of space and I'm detached. Most of the time, when I am interested in someone, it's gonna be for a long time because my son is in the seventh house. So this okay. So the sun is just considered like another planet in the charts. Yeah, basically. And the fifth house rules. the The sun rules the fifth house because it's Leo. Yeah. So uh, we we skipped yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So Leo is ruled by the sun, and the just fifth the house fun. is the Leo house. So the fifth house Children. is ruled by the sun. Uh, yeah. No wonder children's are balls of light yeah. and energy. Creativity. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So we got the seventh house. The seventh house, just a quick reminder, since we went through the, the, the fifth, seventh is all about um, relationships yeah. and how you perceive relationships, how you view relationships. Not just romantic. Not just romantic, for sure. Because a lot of people, like, they only look at the seventh house where, like, oh, am I going to get married? Am I going to have, like, a long-term... But seventh house is, like, it's your boss. It's the parents of your... <coughs> well, the parents of your spouse could also be, like, eighth house, kind of. Yeah, because it's so, properties, yeah. possessions. Yeah. Once you start merging your assets, it's the eighth house. Okay. So, like, the seventh house is, like, you're meeting and seeing how you interact in relationships. Oh. And then the eighth house goes into Scorpio when, like, you're actually merging. How you create with your relationships, yeah. basically. The creative side and how you merge exactly. What will you be creating and what together? And what you'll be yeah. inheriting from those relationships. Mm. And it could be material, as it could be spiritual, as it could be yeah. emotional, as it could be mental. Yeah. Oh, wow. I just got chills. 
And like if you go by the in Scorpio, no wonder I got chills. If you go by the developmental stages, so like we had Virgo that was like, oh, okay, like I need to do homework and stuff like that. The seventh house is ruled by Libra, which is when you start to develop more in-depth relationships where you're like, oh, are the boys at school interested in me? You know, like it's it's those like wow. more in-depth like venus ruled so many people right now <laughs> yeah. i'm like wow that matches so and so then well. scorpio <laughs> is like the end of high school where you're realizing that like okay well like i'm not necessarily gonna see any of these people anymore uh they're not part of my life i like your your priorities start shifting you mm. start becoming a little more detached like, yeah from certain relationships yeah looking for more in depth exactly looking for deeper connections deeper mm-hmm. understanding it also deeper rules wisdom. sex yeah. everybody says that I know yeah. growing up that was it, like the it number rules. one it's you so basically turn it off no. <laughs> yeah next time uh, we're all gonna make sure to put our phones this on this is just our second silence. episode guys okay <laughs> cut us some slack <laughs> we'll make sure that everything's on silent um, I love what we did with the table. It rules, this is like so it's not that necessarily like it rules the taboo. So oh, it, it rules the taboo, the occult, and yes. hence the sexuality parts. I know you're hungry. I know <laughs> he's a Libra. My my cat. He has so many Leo. Placements. My cat is a Libra with you Venus know the placement? and you Mercury. Have the time of birth of your. Cat? I don't have the time of birth. Okay. I'm assuming he's a Leo, Leo rising though. <laughs> he's he's That's very vocal. He's very beautiful fur, you know, that's why, like, <coughs> when you say that the first house is, like, the physical mm. appearance. So I can, I, I want to guess that he probably is a Leo rising because when he's not shaved, he's just a poof. Like, he, he looks like a little lion. You know, I keep forgetting um, that you can actually do that for your But, pet. so that's why I'm saying, like, even if you don't know the birth time, yeah. with his chart, I, I still know that Mercury and Venus are in Leo. So even though he might not be a Leo rising, mm-hmm. he has two personal planets, Mercury and Venus, mm-hmm. in Leo. So he's very he's very much of a, a little lion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so we're in my house. So Scorpio, uh, what else we need to know? Transformation. To Transformation, a lot of death and rebirth. Death and I, rebirth. I, I always wondered why they chose Scorpio as a symbol as death and rebirth. I never really got that. It's ruled by Pluto. Pluto is. I think she means like the actual scorpion. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe like the shedding of their skeleton. Do they shed that? But cancers do that too. Yeah. Lobsters. Yeah, yeah, scorpions, uh, they shed their. uh, They shed their skin too. Their little carapace. Interesting. Yeah, usually that's usually represents death and rebirth, like the snake too and the snacks. I know it could also represent the eagle. Yeah. Yeah, the the what is it called? Evolved the evolved Scorpio is like Mm, the eagle, the one that sees from a high sight, a higher perspective. Yeah, the phoenix rising. Okay, so that was eighth. Now we're going to ninth. Ninth house is Sagittarius, so it's ruled by Jupiter. And what are the characteristics of Sag? That's like going into university and learning philosophy. So Sagittarius travel, you're you're you know going abroad, learning new things, um, yeah, just 
everything that has to do with higher knowledge. Religion is also ruled by Sagittarius. Okay. And the um, ninth house is above that. Yeah. Like uh, travel, long term travel. So uh, that's one of the things. Like, if you want to look for um, good times to travel. Mm-hmm. So if you have like the sun going through your ninth house, this is a good time to travel. Uh, Jupiter going through your ninth house this is a very good time to travel. Um, Short term travel could be third house as well. So the third house is like Mercury, like shorter trips. Okay. Hermes, you know Mercury, like the god of uh, of like um, relay communication, and then Jupiter is like the long term travel mm. of like traveling to to get, gather knowledge. Interesting, because it's an expansive, right? planet that's why yeah ruled by jupiter which is the biggest planet the largest planet so it it expands everything that it touches so sagittarius are very optimistic if you know any my mom's a sagittarius my dad's she's ruled by jupiter yeah so they're very optimistic they believe that anything is possible so it's really good to be a sag it's really good to be a sag <laughs> yeah sagittarius's get things done like my my stepdad is a sagittarius and he's a macgyver like he <laughs> like you give him a, a piece of wood and he'll build a house like <laughs> yeah he just oh, wow. uh, yeah rodrigo is a sag he has those tendencies. Is he a Sag? Rodrigo's an Aries, I think. No, but I, yeah, yeah, but he might Aries. have. But I think he, he might, might have like Aries. a Sagittarius rising. I could see him having a Sagittarius rising. Yeah, yeah, that it, maybe. Yeah, because him, it's like crazy. You, you give him a task, and he'll figure it out, one way or another. So possibly. Anyways, we'll look into that. So that's the ninth house. We have three more houses to go. Yeah. Yeah. So tenth. Okay, now we're at. Tenth house. Career. Tenth house is public. You, yeah. Oh really? Public image. Your actual like long term work that like you're you're working hard for. It's not just like because that's where like the sixth house is like jobs here and there. But tenth house is really like career, what you're actually like focused on in life. And usually um, when you see what it costs if if you have say Gemini, which I do, cusping the tenth house. You know, it has to do with communication. So you get to see 10th house cusp, you get to see what you're good at, what you want to do with what your life. What does cusp mean? Uh, it's like the, where the house starts. Oh, okay, okay, I see, yeah. I see. Because there's angles to everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's true, it's true. So, so like the zeros, zero degrees of like whichever not zero degrees why am i saying zero degrees because some people that's the thing some people use whole house so there's two house systems that most people use you'll either use whole house systems that takes the entire constellation so it divides everything equally okay where like okay the the constellation oh there's a little spider friend (laughs) do you want me to move it yes please where is it Hello. <laughs> Did it fall on, uh, on you? I think so. <laughs> oh no. I'm sorry. That's I was okay. trying to. I don't actually fear them that much. Okay. I just find them creepy. <laughs> um. So yeah. That's there. Okay. Is it on you? Yeah. Can you take it off, please? Right there. Right there. Right oh. Here. Oh. Okay. Right hello. Here. Hello. Uh, don't touch me. <laughs> it's on the floor. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm like. I've come off of my fear of Bye. spiders, to not want to kill them anymore <laughs> so, but I still 
haven't outgrown the creepiness hey. of spiders just yet. <laughs> he doesn't like getting his butt touched. But what were we talking about? Uh, so we're talking about the cusps of the houses. So different astrologists oh, use yeah. either whole signs where you take the entire constellation and that's your house. Okay. And then other astrologists will actually use like the degrees of your rising to calculate mathematically how each house gets divided. So sometimes you might have two signs that are in one house. Okay. So some astrologers don't like that. Some astrologers are just like, no, if you're a Leo rising, the entire constellation of Leo is your first house. Okay. Then the entire constellation of Virgo is your second house. The entire constellation of... And the other way is? The other way is you do a mathematic mathematical calculation based on your rising time. So then the houses might not have equal division. So one house might have two signs in it. And then another house might only have like a portion of one sign. Okay, and in when you go to these uh, websites, let's, like uh, astrology.com. Astro.com. Yeah. Do they calculate Most of the, it? So if you don't change any settings, astro.com will default to separating it differently. Okay. So you might have, like if you go to astro.com and you yeah. don't change it to whole sign, mm -hmm. then automatically it might show you like your first house will have two signs in it and then your sixth house might have like a portion of just one sign. Which one do you recommend? For me it really depends. I like looking at both because sometimes certain things m might make more sense for a certain person. Okay. And one of the problems too is a lot of people who are born like very high in, in, in the northern hemisphere, mm -hmm. they'll have like very big houses spanning sometimes like even three signs. Okay. So you'll have like th the start of a sign will be like let's say in Gemini. And then the end of that sign will be in Leo, which means that it's going through like three different constellations, which some astrologists, they like, no, this doesn't make sense. Okay. So they prefer for people who do have like a very big house somewhere that's spanning over three constellations, they'll be like, no, I'm going to use whole sign for this person. That way, all the houses will be equal. Okay, interesting. Which it depends because some people like, um, so when there is... Uh, a, big a house that's spanning three constellations it's usually called an interception okay. which means that the the <clears throat> house the this the sign that's in the middle the sign that's between the other two is like hidden so it's actually a, a house that you're supposed to develop because the house is not prominent in your chart because it's hidden by the other two that are intercept like it's getting intercepted so some astrologists actually prefer not to use whole sign because then you can see where your interceptions are in your chart. That means that you you actually should focus on those areas to try to develop that area. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I think it's way more accurate that way because you can see the degrees. Yeah. Sure. So yeah, that's what I'm Virgo rising too, so twelve degrees, cool. but if it was whole house, it would be zero. Yeah. So yeah. And we'll get to the degrees. Yeah. Oh, the degrees have a whole other system. Yeah. <laughs> There's this it's called the Sabian symbols. Okay. So each degree has a zero, one, zero Aries, one Aries, two Aries, three. Each degree has its own definition. What? And when you get into those, sometimes you're just like, oh my god, <laughs> this this makes even more sense. Wow. And it's funny that like we're bringing this like these. This is like a higher octave of astrology. Okay. 
we're talking about it during Sagittarius house. <laughs> well, and and Cancer. Sag, like we're we're between Sagittarius and Cancer. Uh, Capricorn. We're between Sagittarius and Capricorn in our uh, explanation of the houses. So we're talking about like a higher octave of astrology during the Jupiter Saturn because Saturn is also the tenth house is ruled by Saturn, and Saturn is father time father knowledge it's wow. like grand grand um ancestral knowledge oh my god that's so funny i'm thinking it's just it's an, an ancestral class oh nice starting next week and i think i know i have a lot of planets in my 10th house Ooh. you do i think yeah Ooh. everything's up there up it. and about in those high like vibes houses where it's all about deep and death and rebirth and just like uh. so it's just funny that we're talking about ancestral right now and yeah yeah because saturn rules like ancient knowledge and time and structures structures governments then you get to the 11th house you're and the 11th of, house is networks you're so out of big communication like pa pisces no Aquarius. Oh, Aquarius. It's true. Networking. Pisces. It rules um, the collective. So 10th house is kind of your own contribution to society on your own. But then 11th house is the collective. That's why if you're an Aquarius, like Hera, how are you, Hera? How are you, Hera? Her answer is, oh, I really want to save the world. <laughs> oh. How's your day, though? Oh, I just I wish I was in Africa saving the world. <laughs> so yeah, Aquarius is very humanitarian. It's about and that's what we're going through. Like all the planets are kind of going through this mess. Yeah, we so we just now. had a huge stellium in Aquarius in January on my birthday. <laughs> so oh. the first conjunction in Aquarius was Jupiter and Saturn. So Jupiter and Saturn, the two biggest, so the, like Jupiter is the biggest benefic and Saturn is the biggest malefic. And they both met wow. in Aquarius on December, no? December 21st. On my birthday. Yeah. yeah, they were conjunct on December 21st, 2020. And all the other planets came and met up with them in Aquarius during Aquarius season. So all Aquarius season, we had venus mars mercury jupiter saturn and there was a few um i think fixed stars as well so fixed stars is another like different type of astrology so there was a a huge cluster a stellium in aquarius the humanitarian constellation while our world <coughs> was going through this crazy time in january of 2020 2021. 2021. 2021. Oh yeah, 2020. 2020, 2020 everything Saturn was in Capricorn. Pluto. So in 2020, when all everything started, so the whole philosophy. Um. So it's it. Well, it's governments and big oh, Capricorn, yes, big structures, house, right? like big ruling. Yeah, exactly. So every all the astrologers were predicting something huge that would happen in 2020 because because Saturn everything was in Capricorn because Saturn conjunct in Pluto. Uh, and the last time Saturn conjuncted or opposed Pluto, there was 9-11. So, so there was, there's yeah. always something that happens during this time. 
yeah when saturn conjuncts the it's like a, of, uh, so in 2020 so there was saturn conjunct pluto and jupiter i think jupiter yeah. conjunct the saturn and pluto at one point so they were all predicting something huge will happen in 2020 and they were right so way before everything and what exactly changed. happened remind us <laughs> there was a pandemic when was it officially announced it was in january huh? that it was officially announced here in uh... um they started asking people to isolate in march here in, in north Canada. america yeah. but in other countries they started asking to isolate in january but there are so the earliest potential cases the ones that i was able to trace on the internet the earliest ones were like end of october beginning of november of 19 at uh, 2019 yeah that's what i, I and some seeing. people are even saying that some cases were as early as september i believe that as early as september 2019 because, there was because a huge... the cases that were in november of 2019 was in france and italy so if it originated from um, China. China, then that means that it would have been earlier than end of October. I'm sure it was because I remember talking right before this whole pandemic was announced to so many people. Like, I think it was in September, not September, October... Right. After so the astrology was like, the, the astrology was lining up. And the astrologers were, and this was, the planets were aligned in what month? January. Or no, was it? In January, was 2000, it January? January 2020? Yeah. Yeah, January, yeah. 2020, January 2020 was the first conjunction between Saturn and Pluto. Yeah, and they were all predicting something, something that would huge. happen. And nobody knew what. But it's in Capricorn, so it's structures. And think of what has happened. Nothing will ever stay the same. Even if COVID just is no longer a thing, yeah. the structures have... Oh, yeah, the yeah, structures yeah. are changing. Oh, yeah, yeah. No so, so, like, no school, school systems, <laughs> hospital systems, like, Medicare systems, the way that we're administering everything, basically. Mm. It's, it's all being transformed. Okay, so we have now 12th house. My favorite house. I love the 12th house. It's the Piscean house. It's the last why. house. It's when you have learned all your lessons and you're ready to just partake. It's ruled by Neptune. I love it. I love Pisces. I love the oh, 12th so, house. And the uh, 11th house is ruled by Uranus. Okay. Yeah. And Uranus is the planet of? Transformation. Really? Yeah. More than Pluto? It's electricity. Yeah, Uranus is more like radical changes, okay. like because it's like a lightning bolt, like just like oh. just changes everything. It's kind of like chaotic, chaotic transformation. Okay. Um, Pluto is more about like the death and rebirth and the shedding of your own identity, shedding of personalities, shedding of values. Whereas Uranus is on a, a on a social scale. Hmm. And Capricorn is ruled by what again? Saturn. So Pisces, 12th house, is ruled by Neptune. And Neptune um, is all about... And it's all about hidden... hidden dreamland. Dream, oh, yeah. Dreamland dreams. and hidden things. So hidden enemies, which usually is yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's sense. also psychic yeah. knowledge, intuition, and 
connection with the divine. This is what I love about Pisces. Everything that has to do with just higher learning, just learning about the other side, if you believe in it, that's Pisces. Because it's the last one you're preparing. You've done, you know, you went from being a baby and now you're reaching old age. And you have all of the knowledge. I love it. I love the twelfth house. It has a, it has a mystical side to it. Yeah, Neptune is very mystical, and whatever Neptune touches. Dreams. Yeah. I have Mercury conjunct Neptune, so. <laughs> I have Mercury conjunct Neptune too. Yeah, but you also have Uranus. There. I have Uranus there. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? So conjunct yeah, so means, means like very radical. No? Conjunct, yeah, it's they're on top of each other. Okay, so what is your so usually Uranus mean? One of the <laughs> beliefs is like Mer- because Mercury, Mercury is like a planet of communication, mm-hmm. and then Neptune is like a the dream, the surreal. So a lot of times they say that people who have Mercury conjunct Neptune can potentially like be connected to the psychic world, and because I have Uranus there as well. Uranus is kind of like it's a radical transformation way transformation in yeah. connection to these two counterparts. Yeah. Basically. Oh, it's like the electricity that you were saying. Yes, like so same thing for you then. No, I have. I don't have Uranus conjunct Mercury. I have Neptune conjunct Mercury and Sagittarius. So that means you can connect. You guys could for sure connect. I on yeah. Some levels. Yeah. Yeah, my mind has always gravitated towards things that are ethere- like out of this world. You know. Like I just well, it's within this world, just we consider it as out of this world because yeah. we're so ingrained in the three D reality that we are in. Yeah, <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, since I was a little girl, I, I've always been fascinated with the stars and things that I used to ask my parents, like, "What do, what happens when you when you die?" I was fascinated by the afterlife, even at a young age. So I yeah, think it has me to too. Do with Neptune, Neptune conjunct. Mercury? Yeah, Neptune conjunct Mercury is very, like, very fascinated by out, out, otherworldly. And for me, because Uranus is there, I'm like, but why are we not exploring it more? Yes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Because yes. my Uranus is like, no, we need to actually concentrate on this. Like, this is radical changes for our humanity, our society, because Uranus is the, it's the collective. So I'm like, Uranus, Neptune, and Mercury all together I'm like no this we, we need to actually focus let's on this. the yeah let's do this yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god we have to have like a for her it's like more passive she's yeah. like ah. especially because it's in Sagittarius yeah Sagittarius it's is very, very explorative for her for me it's like in Capricorn too like I have oh. those three planets together in Capricorn and in my house of service yeah so I'm like no we need to do this for the collective and I'm <laughs> mine is in Sagittarius so it's scattered yeah it's and it's, it's more like right? yeah for her it's a philosophy for me it's like let's do it a, a let's do something it. about it service it's um <laughs> active activism in a way yeah well hence the rebellion and so. yeah yeah and that goes back to past life traumas uh, one the psychic that we go to see that the psychic we go to see he actually told me like you have been an activist in a lot of your past lives you need to stop <laughs> really <laughs> yeah he was like you can be an activist again if you want to you're gonna keep like bashing your head against the wall because you're not getting anywhere through 
activism. So that's one of my past life traumas that I need to let go of. I need to let go of like this savior complex mm. because it's not getting me anywhere. I need to focus more on actually serving, like because all of those planets are together in the sixth house. I need to stop like being a militant activist mm. and actually just focus on serving the people around me in the mundane daily. <laughs> the thing that you've been avoiding yeah. for so long. Because me, I'm like, I want radical change. Yeah. Everybody should stand up. But not everybody is ready to stand up. I so know. I need to just That's live day to day and help people stand up one by one. They're all too deep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that huge discrepancy when you're ready, but nobody else is. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, I can't do this alone, guys. Yeah. Like, what the hell, dudes? <laughs> Oh, oh my god, no. Saturn. <laughs> He's hungry, so oh. he knows how to get attention. I see that. That the was so why close. Like, the reason so why he's called uh, Saturn, no? Yeah, oh yeah. He's a very smart boy. <laughs> well, we can close up slowly. I mean, mm-hmm. for the first part, is great. We're definitely going to go more in depth with the planets. And we should have, oh my god, we should definitely have like a... a uh, astrology chart party yes where we just get yes. like a bunch of people and we just read each other's charts and we get like you know the family members we we don't understand and mm-hmm. want to understand a little more yeah and read those charts and then combine them and be like oh that's why I, nothing ever made sense before yeah <laughs> or those aha moments oh my god yeah exactly <gasps> would you guys be interested in doing that i would love it I love it. I do it with random people. I meet right, like, just... I know, you've been wanting to do I'm it with just, me. I've been wanting just to. like, let's do it. Oh, like, maybe if anybody wants to actually have their chart décortiqué. How do you say décortiqué in English? Red. Maybe, like, uh... Well, it's more like, uh... You know, when you're doing an operation, you're, like... Yeah. I don't know. Opening... Dissected? Dissect. Yeah, Dissect, if anybody wants yeah. to get their chart dissected. Actually, I wanted to know if you guys would be interested to have maybe one of my sisters to come um, yes yeah. I know they would be super interested I, I'm sure like both would be super interested I would love to read I would love the for you guys to read their charts because it would I just I would understand it a little more I'll be there in the background I'm like oh yeah my own head but sometimes like <laughs> whenever you are getting your chart read I I, I could be a little ruthless because okay. like sometimes you see things in the chart where like I don't know if I should be telling this person this. <laughs> well, I guess you because can go they with could the take it reactions. very personally. For sure. So but... sometimes, like, it hits you, and you don't like you're not asking for it. But in my mind, I'm like, I have to tell them this. It's part. Of <laughs> They're the not lessons. gonna like it. <laughs> well, it's part of lessons, right? Yeah. If they agree to it, it's because. Well, I guess we can give a little disclaimer. You know, you might not want to hear everything. Yeah. But you have to hear it anyways, <laughs> basically. Because, I mean, if you're reading your chart, might as well read it all. And honestly, transparency, truthfully. Mm-hmm. It's the only way to grow, right? So, Exposing to your own demons. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Well then, ladies, this was a lovely, lovely, lovely <laughs> talk about astrology. I'm very, very... I have been enriched more than I have ever been about horoscopes and astrology in this hour and what and a half now yep yeah exactly <laughs> time just feels... almost it's almost an hour and 33 like we can stop at feel... 133 <laughs> that would be awesome but we have to close the circle 
We have to do that. Yeah, first. we have uh, 30 seconds to close the circle. <laughs> well then, let's do it. Let's close the circle. We close the circle, allowing pure love, the highest frequencies. And what we have learned to radiate out to the to every echelon of the multiverse remembering that we are each an essential cell in the body of all that is Woo! and we thank the gods 133 and angels I'll, I'll let it go to like 33 seconds <laughs> just so that <laughs> we're letting the but yeah, no, did this you all was take awesome. a little uh, bite of the cookies? I had enough cookies. with the guides. I'm the one who brought the cookies. <laughs> I know how they taste like. <laughs>